section one hundred and five of mysteries of london volume four this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. mysteries of london volume four by george w m reynolds mr green's mission in the meantime mr green had taken a cab and ordered himself to be driven to the mansion of the earl of ellingham in pall mall while he was proceeding thither he threw himself back in the vehicle and gave way to a variety of pleasurable reflections he considered his prospects to be most brilliant and he believed that he was on the high road to amass as considerable a fortune as that which his late master heathcote had once enjoyed it was fortunate for him that he had applied to jack riley in the hour of his need the doctor had proved of the greatest assistance to him and he resolved to run down to woolwich some day and call upon his old friend at the hulks for jack riley had been tried for the murder of vitriol bob and acquitted of the capital charge but he was condemned to two years imprisonment in a convict ship for manslaughter the police having appeared to give him a, a character by which no means recommended him to the good opinion of the jury nor the mercy of the court as for the immense quantity of bank-notes found upon his person at the time of his arrest he had positively refused to give any satisfactory account concerning them and as no one stood forward to claim them nor to throw any light upon this mysterious subject they were declared to be forfeited to the crown on the prisoner's conviction for manslaughter pondering upon these and other matters mr green arrived in due course at the noble mansion in pell-mell and on inquiring for mr hatfield he was informed that this gentleman was ill in bed but my business is of the most urgent character said the attorney and i must see him the domestic to whom this assurance was given conducted mr green into a parlour and hastened to report to the earl of ellingham the presence of the visitor the nobleman accordingly repaired to the room in which green was waiting and represented to him that mr hatfield was too much indisposed to receive any stranger if however added the earl you will communicate to me the nature of the affair which has brought you hither your object will be gained as readily as if you saw mr hatfield he is an intimate friend of mine indeed a bosom friend said the nobleman emphatically and we have no secrets from each other i must respectfully decline to open my business to your lordship in the first instance returned mr green but i should be glad if your lordship would witness what i have to say to mr hatfield your card informs me that you are an attorney sir said the earl of ellingham may i ask if the object of your visit be of a legal nature because in that case you would do well to address yourself to my solicitor you must excuse me my lord was the laconic answer if i decline giving any explanations although i consider your behaviour to be far from courteous mr green said the earl i will communicate to mr hatfield your desire to have an interview with him and perhaps under the circumstances he may see you good my lord responded the attorney i am in no particular hurry and will cheerfully wait an hour or two in order to have the pleasure of seeing mr hatfield the earl of ellingham forthwith prepared to his half-brother's room 
and mentioned to him all that had occurred mr hatfield though feeling weak after the long illness which he had experienced considered the behaviour of the visitor to be so extraordinary that it was advisable to grant the interview demanded lord ellingham accordingly returned to the parlour and thence conducted the attorney to the chamber where mr hatfield was lying in bed the invalid cast a rapid and searching glance at green as he entered the room but he recognised in the visitor no one with whom he remembered to have ever been acquainted scarcely was the door closed when it opened again and the countess of ellingham accompanied by lady georgiana made her appearance but on perceiving a stranger they both drew back and were about to withdraw there are no secrets here ladies no secrets i can assure you exclaimed mr green with a smirking expression of countenance which nevertheless had a deep malignity in it in that case come in said lord ellingham and the two ladies accordingly entered the room will you now explain the object of your visit sir asked mr hatfield who had observed the sinister aspect which the attorney's features had ere now assumed and who entertained a vague presentiment of evil i must begin by informing you said green taking a seat and glancing around on those present as much as to intimate that he spoke to no one in particular but was addressing them all collectively i must begin by informing you that i am a very extraordinary person in one respect which is that i am constantly ferreting about amongst old papers musty documents and ancient records and while engaged in this occupation i frequently light upon strange secrets very strange indeed while he was yet uttering these last words the rapid look which he threw around convinced him that he had already made a most unpleasant impression upon his auditory for the ladies both turned pale and started while the earl and mr hatfield exchanged glances significant of alarm yes such is the case continued mr green chuckling inwardly though maintaining an external composure and amongst the most singular the most astounding of the secrets which i have thus dragged to light the one that i have discovered in connection with your lordship's family is not the least remarkable as he thus spoke the attorney fixed his eyes upon the nobleman who coloured deeply in spite of himself for it naturally struck him that green alluded to matters with which the reader is already well acquainted the same apprehension seized upon hatfield lady georgiana and the countess of ellingham and the suspense which the lawyer's auditory now endured was poignant in the extreme your lordship can of course conjecture to what i allude continued green and you mr hatfield he added turning towards the invalid cannot possibly misunderstand me lady georgiana rose from the seat which she had taken on entering the room and proceeded to place herself instinctively as it were near the head of the couch so as to be close to her husband it was a movement which said as eloquently as if her lips had simultaneously explained it this man menaces evil but i am near to console you with all the sympathy of a loving wife mr green exclaimed the earl of ellingham after a few moments reflection i appeal to you whether it will not be better that these matters at which you have glanced should be discussed privately between yourself and me mr hatfield has been ill very ill and it would be cruel to excite him at the moment when he is approaching convalescence 
i have already stated to your lordship that whatever communication i have to make must be in the presence of witnesses returned the implacable green i presume that this lady he added with a gentle inclination of his head towards the invalid's wife is lady georgiana hatfield you are correct sir observed the lady herself with a haughty tone and distant manner and this lady is the countess of ellingham doubtless said green altogether unabashed the beautiful esther bowed in an affirmative reply but what mean these questions sir demanded the earl impatiently surely you will not use language that may prove outrageous to the feelings of ladies who have never offended you if the truths which i am about to utter should prove so very disagreeable to hear my lord responded green they must be equally unpleasant to cherish in the depths of the soul in a word you are doubtless all too much accustomed to contemplate these truths to be liable to any startling effect when they are shaped in words and whispered to the ear this is an insolence of behaviour sir which i cannot will not tolerate exclaimed the earl of ellingham you shall not force your way into the bosom of a family with a view to play upon their feelings with a cruelty that is as refined as it is unaccountable very good my lord returned green rising from his seat and taking up his hat i can as easily proclaim from the head of the stairs or in the hall of your mansion everything i know relative to your family as i can talk the matter quietly over with you in this room and the villain was moving towards the door when lord ellingham caught him by the arm saying nay you must not leave us thus what object have you in view what use do you propose to make of the secrets which you have discovered speak frankly candidly openly is it money that you require a new idea flashed to the mind of mr green as these words fell upon his ears by serving signora barthelma he would gain a thousand guineas half of which sum was already in his possession he had therefore only another five hundred to receive and it was possible that he might obtain as many thousands by striking a bargain with a nobleman and making a market of the secrets in his possession wherefore does your lordship ask me if i require money he demanded by way of sounding the earl's intentions because i am rich enough to bribe you was the unhesitating response for the nobleman had already formed a pretty accurate idea of the attorney's character green paused reflected and began to grow embarrassed he knew not how to act how much to demand what terms to propose fearful of spoiling all by carrying his extortionate views too high he was likewise apprehensive of losing a large by agreeing to take a small amount the earl guessed what was passing in his mind and pointing to writing materials that lay upon the table he said draw a cheque and i will sign it mr green sat down and with trembling hand wrote a draft for five thousand pounds lord ellingham glanced over it and immediately affixed his signature to the document inserting the names of his bankers in the corner stop ejaculated mr hatfield starting up in his couch arthur retain that cheque let not the villain take it and the earl of ellingham instantly obeyed this injunction while green turned with a countenance livid through rage and disappointment towards the invalid not one shilling shall this man extort from us continued mr hatfield powerfully excited his story is a fabrication there are no documents in existence which can have 
revealed our family secrets to him he has been sent hither by an enemy and who that enemy is i can too well divine yes yes i understand you cried the earl the name of perdita suggesting itself immediately to his memory but at the same time he recollected that neither the countess of ellingham nor lady georgiana was acquainted with the secret of that fatal marriage which charles had contracted vile despicable tool that you are resumed mr hatfield addressing himself to the attorney i can see through all your conduct as if your very soul were transparent the vengeance of an enemy sent you hither and the demand which the earl of ellingham made respecting your object was suggestive of this extortionate deed that you sought to perpetrate begone sir do your worst we fear you not you may reveal family matters that may cause pain but you can do no serious injury for if you allude to the secrets which i myself am referring to your malignant aim is completely baffled inasmuch as the documents that could alone corroborate your assertions are no longer in existence i myself destroyed them and thoroughly exhausted mr hatfield sank back upon the pillow at this moment the door was hastily opened and clarence villiers rushed into the room pardon this abrupt intrusion he exclaimed not immediately noticing green but i have news of some importance though of horrible interest to communicate that woman perdita who ensnared my friend charles with her wiles and witcheries is no more dead cried mr hatfield again starting up in the couch murdered assassinated and by her own husband ejaculated villiers i was driving past westbourne terrace ere now i saw a crowd i heard appalling rumours i inquired the cause and i learnt the outline of the frightful tragedy she is dead and barthelma her husband who destroyed her has perished by his own hand then charles is beyond all danger for the future exclaimed mr hatfield and again did he fall back on his pillow lady georgiana and the countess of ellingham hastened to administer restoratives to the invalid although they themselves were greatly excited by the intelligence which had just arrived for it will be remembered they were aware that charles had fled from london with an abandoned woman who had gained a powerful ascendancy over him and horrified as they were at the tidings of the murder they could not help feeling that all apprehension of a relapse on the young man's part into the meshes of the intriguing perdita was now suddenly removed while the ladies were ministering to mr hatfield clarence villiers had turned and recognized green who was standing stupefied and motionless at the sudden news which revealed to him that his fair client perdita barthelma had been murdered ah mr green exclaimed villiers in astonishment at beholding the attorney in the room what brings you hither do you know this person clarence demanded the earl bending his looks with mingled indignation and abhorrence upon the man i have been acquainted with him for many years began villiers stop sir cried the nobleman again seizing the arm of the attorney who was making for the door before you leave us you shall be thoroughly unmasked in the presence of a gentleman who appears to address you as a friend let me go my lord exclaimed green struggling to get away for he knew that villiers could reveal a secret which would at once place the infamy of his character beyond question let me go i say you have no right to detain me against my will you shall remain yet a few minutes cried the earl holding his arm with a strong grasp this villain continued the nobleman turning towards clarence came hither as the instrument of that woman perdita's vengeance that such is the fact i have no doubt but in a short time he changed his character he began to act a part for himself he played the scoundrel on his own account 
and he attempted to extort from me the sum of five thousand pounds as the purchase-money for retaining all the secrets which perdita could alone have revealed to him you offered me the money and the amount was not extravagant considering the purpose for which it was to have been given said green glancing anxiously at clarence villiers i told you to name your own terms and you drew up this draft exclaimed the earl exhibiting the slip of paper then by heaven forbearance in respect to such a man as you is a positive crime on my part said villiers in an excited tone and seizing the wretched attorney by the collar he cried you go not hence mr green save in the custody of an officer and under an accusation of forgery forgery exclaimed the earl in amazement and at the same time the ladies and mr hatfield became interested observers of the scene that was now passing yes forgery my lord cried villiers still retaining his hold upon green this man was left joint trustee with myself on behalf of a youth who had a small sum bequeathed to him the money was sold out of the funds years ago my signature to the power of attorney being forged that forgery was perpetrated by the villain before you some six months ago he replaced the money he called upon me he confessed the deed he avowed his contrition and i promised to shield him but now my lord now that he dares to set himself up as the persecutor of those whom i have so many reasons to esteem and revere now that he has ventured to direct his villainies against the peace of an amiable family i cannot will not must not spare him no clarence you shall keep your promise said the earl and perhaps the man may be moved by gratitude to repentance my promise was conditional my lord exclaimed villiers and if he have represented it otherwise to a living soul he has uttered a falsehood i declared to him at the time that i would forgive him provided he undertook to enter upon the ways of rectitude and honesty and it is he who has now forfeited his solemn pledge to that effect no mercy then for this bad this heartless man one word cried green in a menacing tone fulfil your threat mr villiers and i will at once without the slightest hesitation or remorse proclaim to all the world that the man known as mr hatfield silence villain thundered clarence silence or i will strangle you no no you shall not coerce me i will speak out cried green struggling to disengage himself from the strong grasp in which he was held mark what i say hear me hear me all of you mr hatfield bears an assumed name he is the earl's eldest brother the heir to the title i and also thomas rainford who was hanged at horsemonger lane jail a blow from the clenched fist of villiers felled the attorney as these last words burst from his lips and at the same instant a wild shriek uttered by lady georgiana rang through the room for mr hatfield has sunk back upon the pillow with a low moan and a death-like pallor of countenance and almost immediately afterwards blood oozed from his mouth all was now confusion and dismay in the chamber of the invalid but at this juncture sir john lascelles made his appearance a few words hurriedly spoken by the earl of ellingham conveyed to the physician an idea of what had caused the relapse of his patient and the worthy man speedily ordered the requisite restoratives but these were all in vain mr hatfield had broken a blood vessel internally and a few minutes after the arrival of the doctor he expired without a groan we must draw a veil over the scene of sorrow which the chamber of death presented and which we cannot find words to describe the intensity of that anguish was increased by the almost frantic grief of charles hatfield who having been out for several hours upon his own and his father's business returned but a few minutes too late to witness the sad catastrophe 
he threw himself upon the corpse of his sire uttered the most passionate lamentations and even pushed his mother aside when she endeavoured to console him but at length a reaction came and the violence of the young man's grief gave way to a profound sorrow a sorrow that was deeply deeply shared by many other hearts in the confusion that had taken place when lady georgiana's scream echoed through the room denoting the occurrence of something dreadful green had risen from the floor and made his escape inwardly cursing himself for having undertaken to become the agent of perdita's vengeance but villiers who entertained the most sincere friendship for mr hatfield and who was goaded almost to madness by the conduct of the vile attorney towards the man whom he thus loved as a brother vowed that such infamy should not go unpunished scarcely therefore had the terrible conviction burst upon all present in the chamber of death that mr hatfield was indeed no more when villiers rushed frantically in pursuit of him whom he looked upon as the murderer the chase was successful and in less than half an hour green was in custody on a charge of forgery End of section one hundred and five